this is Brenda Devine from Purpose 8 Institute. Hey, thank you so much for joining me, for coming along on this conversation of living a life of purpose. So today's topic is, what is your drug? Okay, so let me, let me set this up. So, my premise is that each of us wants to be loved, to be accepted, to be valued, to be cared for. And oftentimes, in many of our lives, um, that desire does not get met. And... We may not put all the dots together, but we know we feel bad. We know we feel broken. We know we feel lost. And that may not always be fully thought out, communicated, expressed. Um, But we find ourselves doing things, thinking things, speaking things. Creating bad habits, um, doing sinful things, doing things against God's word, his law, um, doing things that we know aren't good for us, maybe aren't natural for us, um, or maybe we just immerse ourselves in things um, just so we're busy or we have something to do or someone to care for or to think about other than what we're what what we want what we desire um, don't want to go back and, and 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 keep drilling up the past so let me find something someone something to take up that void to take up that space to take up those emotions so I don't have to deal with what I wanted but I'm gonna deal with what I got I'm gonna deal with what I could do so because I can't get because I didn't get what I wanted, that love I wanted. I'm going to let it manifest in other ways. And because I don't know that I have purpose, that there is another option for me, I'm going to choose this option right here that's in front of me that's presented to me it's so easy for me to reach for it because I don't know anything about purpose and that's why purpose is so important but oftentimes just like my life I didn't find out about purpose until I was 52 (laughs) but The majority of us don't hear about purpose. We don't recognize that we have another option. 
So we pick that person, that thing, that job, that organization, that marriage, that task, that sin, that thing, those thoughts, that behavior, because it's available, it's accessible, I can get to it, I don't have to challenge it, it doesn't challenge me, it's just easy, and then it gets comfortable, and then I don't have to think about it, because it distracts me from what I really want, but it's happened so long ago, I really don't know how to get back and I really don't want to get back because this what I got right here is working for me so I'm gonna give you some examples and then I'm going to share with you one thing that I was doing to distract me so busyness busy bodies um just running around doing stuff has, it's just, just busy helping. You may be helping someone. You may be doing things for people. You may be taking them to shop and it's good, but you've still not dealt with what you felt like you lost or what you're mourning for or what you heard about. And so you're busy helping everybody else, but not helping yourself. Workaholic. You got a job. You got a title. You want to be seen. You want to be appreciated and valued. You want people to know your name. You want a pat on the back and someone to tell you that you did a good job. Okay. You're working all kinds of hours. You're ruining your health. But you're a workaholic. You're getting it done. Okay, but you got so much time invested in a company, invested in someone else's opinion of you, that you've not, you're not present, you're not self-aware, you're not understanding that there's more to life than someone telling you that you're valuable. God has already told you that you're valuable, but you never heard about purpose. You're consumed with work, with your title, with your label, with your position, with your money, with your influence, with your power. None of which you own. It can go away like this or that. Simply gone. But what if you knew about purpose? What if you being a workaholic has something to do about your past? What you didn't get? What you thought you deserved? What you lost? What if that being a workaholic is a reflection of that love that you wanted but you didn't get. So 
Somebody shops all the time. Constantly in debt. Shopaholic. You buy stuff. Makes you feel good. You got to have the best. Um, Or you just like to shop. You like to fill your house up with things. You like the thrill of buying something and bringing it home. You like being in control. You like accumulating things, surrounding yourself with things to build walls around you, to say that you're okay, you're safe, you have what you need because when you're a kid, you didn't get that. You didn't feel safe. You didn't feel in, in control. You didn't feel like you had enough. So shopping is your drug. Filling up your house with stuff that you don't need or use is your drug. How about working out, taking good, good care of yourself? I mean, you look good. Hair, nails, body, look good. Beard, muscles, look good. Put in a lot of time at the gym. Okay, because you you like the way you look. You didn't like the way you look before. Now you like the way you look. You like it when people say, dang, you really look good. Man, you been at the gym. Yeah. Oh, love that hair. Love that purse. Oh, wow. Yeah. You like it. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with looking good. But are you spending... Are you spending more time on what you look like? More time on getting someone's opinion of your value than the time that you spend in your relationship with God? Is what how you look more important than your relationship with God? Is is looking good? Is 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 someone telling you and valuing you your drug? Is this how you motivate yourself every day? How you look? Maybe, maybe you're trying to change your appearance. Maybe that is a way. Maybe. Going to the gym is an escape. Escape from maybe somebody that abused you. Maybe someone that talked about you because you you walk different. You you talked different. You look different um, than other kids. And they bullied you or berated you. Maybe, maybe, Maybe it was your parents. Maybe they talked about you, your siblings. Maybe you just didn't like the way you looked. And this is a reflection. This is your drug. Maybe, maybe. Maybe sex. Maybe sex is your drug. Now, I've got experience in a workaholic. <laughs> um... I've got some experience in the buying stuff. And then I've got experience 
the sex. I know. Believers aren't supposed to know anything about sex. No. You can go to church. Still fornicate. Commit adultery. Uh, you can still go to church and do those things. You can be in the house of God and still be that type of person. For me, sex was a a drug, a distraction. All of these things we're talking about are distractions. Distractions from purpose. So sex was a form of attention of a few minutes that someone actually got me, they understood me. Because I was different. I was different. I was smart. But smart's not supposed to be good in school. <laughs> I have opinion, my own mindset. That has some bullying. Um, emotionally neglected. No real social connections at home. No real social connections at school. So, my drug, one of my drugs, was sex. Because when you, when I had sex, I could escape what I was hurting from, what I was broken from. But I never put the connection together. I never did until I discovered purpose. And then I realized that sex was a response. That sin was a response to what I didn't get. And then I learned that what I thought I didn't get, that I have, I have a father, I have a God. I have a teacher. I have a mediator. I have everything that I need. But that was my drug. So I'm going to ask you, what is your drug? What is that behavior? What is that sin? What is that thinking? What is that thing that you do that you respond that is simply a response it's a symptom of what you can't let go of in the past because it hurts so bad it's easier for you to go to the drug than to go to your father and get healing Sort of like self-medicating. You're self-medicating. You're self-medicating as being a workaholic. You're self-medicating as being uh, a, 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 a person who, who overshops and goes and goes in debt from their shopping. You're, you're, you're self-medicating when you are, are fornicating or having adultery. You're self-medicating. You're self-medicating when you're constantly telling yourself 
negative things about you and believing them and limiting yourself. You're self-medicating yourself because you're trying to block it out, because, but it really, it really never gets blocked out. And you try to hide it, but it still comes out. You can have the biggest house, the best car, more money than you can think of, an excellent resume. You can have kids. You can be married. And you still be unhappy. All of that is just a distraction from what you really want. What you really want is to be loved the way you were designed and created to be loved. And you want that. You crave it. But we keep drugging ourselves with things instead of reaching for what we really need, which is a relationship with God. Having a relationship with God, living a life of purpose, that is the best life ever. Being focused on what is really important is the best thing ever. Living a life of purpose will challenge you to put down those drugs, to put down those old lifestyles, those old habits, those old thoughts, those old things that you did the people that you have grown accustomed to being around, it will challenge you and convict you to put those things down and to follow and to love and to enjoy life 360 degrees, so much better, so much better. And you are present. You are present in your own life. Present in your own life. Life will be sweeter. Life will be better. Life is more purposeful. When we have a relationship with God. When we are living and loving and doing what he has asked us to do. Living out our lives as servants. Helping people. Loving people, loving ourselves. Life is so much better. Living a life of purpose. So I just want you to think about that. About what is your drug. And to think about all that we've been talking about. And how God loves you. How much he loves you what he has for you, what he's calling you to do. So I'm going to leave you with that. This is Brenda Devine from Purpose 8 Institute. Yeah, I'll talk to you in a little bit. Bye-bye.